Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I'm Judith Fender. I'm a coach for the NoBS Weight Loss Program. And today we're here to talk about kind of a heavy topic, loneliness. <laughs> we will, that's a thought. <laughs> yep, yep, that is. I guess loneliness to me, here's how I divide it. Loneliness is a heavy topic. Being alone for me is a very happy topic. <laughs> I should explain that later. I, I love my family very much. Of course, <laughs> I'll of explain course. that. You know, in, in doing a, the, the research for this and considering, I think about it, like all the past versions of me and my relationship with loneliness and my relationship with myself and like where, where I'm currently at and I think I've got a really good relationship with it, but I, my coach's heart, my human heart has a passion for people. Like we were, when we mm-hmm. were pre-gaming for, for the condition and for people who, yes. who are in the loop and the story of the emotion of yeah. loneliness. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the things that causes loneliness to be such such a big topic. And, and we will talk about the impact that it has on the population, on the culture at large, but we see it as this state of being Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a person is in this state of being of loneliness. I mean, we don't always see that with other more negative emotions because in the end, loneliness is, it's just a feeling, right? Right. And why, and it doesn't have to be a problem. And that's, that's the other thing is, you know, there's so much, when you think of someone being lonely, it it, it doesn't come up with great. You don't, you're like, Oh yeah. They're lonely. Oh, poor them. They're just so lonely. (laughs) Because it's a state of being. It's the thing that they're in. Mm -hmm. When in fact, that state of being can be relieved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll talk about, well, let's, I guess we could talk about why we know that or how we know that, mm-hmm. that it's, it's also very different for everybody. What constitutes loneliness is different for everybody. Uh, for me, we, and we were talking about this earlier, I have felt my loneliest in life, not when I was alone, not when I was by myself. But when I was in a relationship where I didn't have a connection with that person, where there was a disconnect. Right. And I can say that although now I, I, I rarely ever feel loneliness. The one time I can say I feel lonely is if I'm in a group of people I don't know very well. No kidding. It's, it's true. Being alone is easy for me as an only child. You know, we've talked about this before. I grew up by myself, me and the animals on the farm. I don't need somebody there to entertain me. I'm very good at entertaining myself. Agreed. Same. (laughs) But it's when I am with a group of people where I, I have some kind of social anxiety about that. Mm -hmm. And so that's when the whole loneliness kicks in the emotion 
looking back, I do think I can say with some certainty, it was, it was my real, it's always been my relationship with myself because people mm-hmm. have always been available to me, but in the periods where I have been my most lonely, it is of course the story I was telling myself and what it was making it mean yes. and not looking inward or finding the, the common humanity of the experience and seeing it as a normal emotion and my opportunity to check in with myself. Right. And just not having that ability. Yeah. Make sense. No, I think that makes perfect sense. In fact, I think that that helps for me, that helps ground it. If we think about it from the point of view of the model, loneliness is an emotion and it's usually caused by a thought. I'm all alone. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. For me, loneliness is a very heavy kind of achy feeling. You know, it's not something that, that we're really ready to jump in and, and feel, but it comes from that thought. I am alone. That's why, you know, when I feel it, I say it's sometimes it's that social anxiety feeling I'm in a room of people, but I'm, my thought is, uh, I don't have anything in common with these people or, I'm somehow different than these people. Mm. No, that's the story that I'm telling myself. Yeah. It's so interesting hearing you say that because my anxious brain was to jump in on that. And I'm like, you know, when I'm in a room with people, I tell my, I, I again, I'm like, we have a lot in common because I know they're thinking the same bullshit I am. <laughs> like, I know there's people just like me in here. Uh-huh. All our brains are just telling stories. And that, that again, that just kind of helps ground me, but. Oh yeah, I. You know, I think back, especially in, there was a period in my early twenties where, you know, all my friends had boyfriends or they had fiancés and I was just, I was never going to find somebody. In fact, I remember somebody teasing me. They were being very lighthearted because they thought the idea of me ending up old and alone was just ridiculous, but it was so heavy on my heart right. that when they teased me, I teared up and they were like, oh, I, I was, I was teasing. <laughs> and to me, that's the epitome of what I think of when I think of loneliness. It's just that story. That we build up. I am so unlovable. I am so unworthy. I am who could ever possibly. Yeah. I can't cope being alone. Yeah. Right. Which is therein leads into the issues with loneliness, what we do with the feeling, right. Coping with TV, food, alcohol to avoid the feeling. Yes. Yes. Buffering for loneliness is, is huge. Mm-hmm. shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just all kinds of things that people do because they don't want to feel this heavy, achy feeling of loneliness. <laughs> My brain, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, wait a minute. This is really, let's go to the deeper question is <laughs> what do we do? How do humans live on this earth and not engage in any type of buffering? Is that possible? <laughs> Like, wait a minute. Oh, wow. That's a topic for another podcast. You know, what's wrong with a little shopping? (laughs) Are you feeling like I was pointing you out? Yeah. Were you pointing your finger at me, Sonia? What? No, no, not at all. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that, that is, that is a question that we could ask at some point, but. 
Um, it, it does. It creates, it creates buffering and it also creates medical problems. I don't want to diminish the topic and just, I don't want people to hear us saying it's just a feeling folks get over it because that's not what we're saying. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One study that I looked at said that if you feel alone, if you are living in this loneliness, that you have a 340% higher rate of premature death. That is that number. <laughs> That's huge. Like, one, how can they come up with that? But two, that is so big. I can't even. Yeah. Uh, even something small, like people who are feeling loneliness, a cut on their hand will not heal that as quickly. So we're not saying it's not a real thing. But we are saying that it is an emotional thing. It is a mind thing that we can overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing in, in some of the research that I did, you know, it, it, it's going to impact mostly like the 18 to 30 age group mm-hmm. and, and our seniors, mm-hmm. right? Like the vulnerable populations is that middle group, not so much experiencing, you know, the married, settled, working finding satisfaction in life. It's the ones trying to figure it out. And the ones who, um, who could be, you know, I watched this one Norwegian study. It was super interesting about where, where she was going. I'm sorry if I can't think of the name of the, um, of the speaker on the Ted talk, but talking about how the elderly population, how we just by technology alone, that how we are eliminating the elderly population in communication, like that they don't have the capacity Mm -hmm. to figure out zoom or, you know, to go, can they go to the store, buy a computer with the apps already set and be set up because of the process Mm -hmm. of, you know, they've been, they've been kind of left behind, if you will, and, and left alone Mm -hmm. and with their brains being lonely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I do think that that it is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, yeah, that defines it a lot. We looked, um, last year for something for my grandmother to kind of help her feel more connected. And it was, it was a device where it was kind of like you could FaceTime her right? or, mm-hmm. but, but with her, she had had some dementia and we felt like it wasn't right for her, but I thought that's such a great device. My dad has an old phone that we always tease him. About. Oh. He doesn't even have Wi-Fi, you know, no computer, no nothing. But I would say he, he has other ways that he can get out and communicate and do things, you know, so it's not just that, but it is that because I can't text him. I can't, you know, if I, if I want to talk to him, I have to call him and that's, that's on me, but I am not a big phone person. So it's much easier for me to just text. Do you need anything? I'm at the store. Do you need anything? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause you know, my son, my son, if I'm going to talk to him, it's going to be a text three days later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boys. To, yeah. The phone call does not happen. <laughs> Oh, what does it ring? You mean you can talk into this anyway? Yeah. What is that thing? That's funny. So loneliness 
is a serious issue in our population. And, you know, sometimes there are, there are people in that middle group who, who also deal with loneliness. But I think if we can help, if we can help solve it with thought work, then what a gift to people, especially those young people. Oh, you know, what a difference, what a difference if you have a, a parent that knows thought work and have, and if you have children, especially of the age where you're, you still have influence yeah. over educating them on their thoughts and feelings. I just, I just really cannot imagine a better gift for, for yourself, for the relationship with as being a parent and just for the world at large yeah. and helping others. Yeah. Yeah. Helping them get through that. And then hopefully it's something they'll use through their middle period, that 30 to, I don't know, 60 or 70 range. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, I'm getting close to that age. (laughs) Let's push it off that 70 to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, they can, they can, you know, really be practiced at it by by then. But the key I think is learning to have a relationship with yourself. 100%. How, how do we do that? Look inward, you know, as long as you're looking externally to have, to feel validated or to create the experience, that's all fine and good. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's not sustainable that the relationship you have with yourself is the most long lasting, the, the most important relationship there is. And I'm like pointing the finger at myself right now. <laughs> kind of doing some self-coaching on the fly here, but again, it's, I'm, I'm going to scroll here. This um, Hockley, Dr. Hockley, she talks about if we thought of loneliness as, you know, when we check in to think of it like a hunger signal, right? Not, not, not that we're hungry in the sense to feed ourselves, Well, but the indicator, right? Corinne yeah. teaches us, you know, it's our indicator light to check under the hood, pop the hood, what's going mm-hmm. on. And so if we think of it as just that kind of signal to check in and and it's the quality of, you know, needing to, to reach out socially for what I need. It's a biological signal. Yes. What you need and that our, um, that humans survive better with humans. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I think the buffering many times comes in. I mean, it's, it's very much like a hunger signal, right? We, we start to manufacture it. Is that a hunger signal or am I just trying to see something? Yes. Yes. And she even said something about, you know, to question are, are your relationships as satisfying as a cell, as a celery stalk or something like that? Like, you know, but just (laughs) equating it with like, you know, it's oh, your- my relationships are better than a celery stalk. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the low end for me. <laughs> like what an empty, there's that feeling. What an empty relationship that is. Is your relationship with yourself as satisfying as a stalk of celery? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. Huh? Well, <laughs> it certainly puts it in perspective. Right. Right. I would like from, you know, I don't know. I would like to upgrade from celery for sure. I don't know what I would pick. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, spending time, spending time alone and in reflection, this is, this is one of the, 
the proofs to me that it is that loneliness is, you know, a thought. It comes from a thought. It's a feeling that comes from a thought because, you know, you see a lot of religious groups, you know, think of monks or nuns who cloister themselves away or just a lot of religious groups who do some kind of solitary experience where they go off and they're by themselves and that's a restorative period for them it's not it's not a punishment right and like the so, 12 days of not speaking or something like that yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah and people will do it longer than that so you know if it's all in how you're looking at it if you're looking at it as a way to restore yourself then you're not having uh, health issues caused by it. Hmm. The health issues caused by are caused by that that thought, I'm alone, I'm rejected from society, I am yeah. an outcast. Nobody, Nobody likes cares. me. <laughs> right. I'm not lovable. Nobody loves me. Yeah. I have no friends. Yeah. Those those are dangerous thoughts. And and you called it a thought loop earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's where the real danger comes in is we jump on that loop and we don't do anything to stop it. Right. And we just keep building evidence to support that. Yes. And look, and again, it's that looking outward, looking yes. outward and not not giving yourself the, the right questions to to evaluate the relationship and what am I not getting? What do I really need? Yeah how can I one use my words? If it is with a relationship with someone else, how can I check in with that person? Mm -hmm. And then how can I check in with myself? Yes. And the quality of, again, the quality of the question. Yeah. And that's, this is not going to be a surprise for our regular listeners, but that's where journaling can be so important. Mm -hmm. Connection. Yes. Connection Connection. with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we're just sitting around or driving or thinking, we can't always access those deeper thoughts like we can when we're writing them on paper. And I, you know, there's, there's a lot of, well, biology and psychology behind why that is, but writing those things down, what do I need? What Mm -hmm. do I need to feed myself? Not, not with food, right. But with connection. Right. Checking in with yourself. Yeah. And finding it. And so, you know, that's where it creates this cognitive distortion where your thoughts and your beliefs put you in a state of being in in victim mentality, not not take ownership of what you can take authority over. And again, look externally to find your needs when you can meet them internally. Yes. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's a big one that, you know, when we let our brains just run free (laughs) and unmanaged, we can find evidence for all kinds of negativity. Yeah. And, you know, you can go back and listen. We did that, that one on victim mentality pretty Mm -hmm. recently, I think, but that's, that's one of the many places that our brains go when we start telling ourselves that I'm lonely and it's because I'm, I'm unlovable or, you know, I've just been rejected by the world. Woe is me. You have to do something at that point to stop yourself and say, we are stopping the loop 
here. <laughs> y'all, y'all are seeing my hands. <laughs> We're Talk matching here. We're chopping with our <laughs> Talk the loop. Yeah, again, coming back to that sense of self-control. Yeah. This is not happening. This is not happening to you, right? This is happening for you. What can you learn about yourself and process through this? And, and again, I want to come back to the, the commonality. You are not alone in your aloneness. I love it's, that. I just, it's, it's like, if we all just take that again, I come back to my, when I was pregnant and like worried how that baby was going to come out. And I found a lot of comfort in knowing that millions upon millions of women survived that state. I can too. And that's what I find in, in knowing that all human brains experience this, that it's normal and that feels very grounding. And when I come from a place of that normal neutral space, this is not a problem. And I can see my way through the experience much with much more clarity. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a state of being. It is Mm -hmm. simply an emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm going to lean into that emotion, even though it's achy and even that, or for me, it is, it's achy and it's heavy, but I'm going to lean into it because it's also a moment, an opportunity for discovery. 100% curiosity. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing we didn't, we didn't touch on, and I wanted to, since many of our listeners may have children and, and why, again, like having conversations with them is to consider like looking back in our teen years, mm-hmm. when that feeling of loneliness and children, teens will feel that too. And they will find themselves compromising themselves to want to fit into a group, oh, their yeah. peers. And if they don't have the capacity to, um, to be courageous and stand alone and be okay with their aloneness from the group, that that's where they might try fitting in, in a, in a different way that doesn't serve them and with their long-term goals. Yeah. That's, that's a type of buffering, right? Oh, and it's so peer pressure is such a big deal. That's a great connection. I'm glad you brought that up because, because that signal that, that biological signal of loneliness tells us, you know, even though they may be aware that that my group of people are over here doing this and Mm -hmm. I want to fit in because if I don't fit in, then I'm going to be out kicked out of the tribe. (laughs) Right. That, um, it's just, it's just really good awareness. Again, thinking about taking it back to teaching your children about, about themselves and about thoughts and feelings and, and ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is those teenage years for whatever reason are those moments where we feel very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that loneliness is, is easy. And even if, if you're standing alone and you're courageous, you're still feeling the loneliness, right? The, those are both in there. They're existing at the same time. Usually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with loneliness and thought work? I think the thing that, that I really want to leave people with is that it is, it's a part of our journey. It's a negative feeling. That's just a part of being in this world, being in the community. And I love the way you say 
we're never alone at feeling alone. Right. But we can use it as a real growth moment. If we dig into it, if we journal, why am I feeling alone? Is this really true? Mm -hmm. Questioning Mm -hmm. that feeling or is it caused in the moment for some reason? Am I facing some kind of difficulty? Am I facing the with the holidays? Am I facing some kind of new challenge for me? Mm-hmm. And holding the, holding that space of curiosity, exactly yeah. what you're doing and not, not judging it, not jumping to uh, conclusions and going down the wormholes and spiraling into some shitty story, yeah. but holding that space. And what do I really need? Am I making enough time for myself? Am I connecting with myself and my peers? Yes. Where can I, where can I spend more time with myself today? Whatever that may look like pen and paper, who can I connect with? It's a connection feeling y'all. That's a bottom line. Who can I connect with? How can I connect with myself more? Yeah. Because (laughs) connecting with self is just as important. I, you know, I talk about a lot in my commute, but I turn off the radio and the podcast and all of that on a regular basis and just drive with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. sometimes just so I can stop and hear them. Mm. You know, what is that story that's going on in my brain right now? And sometimes I kind of laugh at what it is. <laughs> you know? I didn't even know that was rumbling around in there. I got your polo the, well, the other day you were in traffic. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, I would love to have a commute. <laughs> well, Again, we have the opportunity to not a two hour one, but no, no, but we, we have the opportunity to connect with ourselves, whether it's on a drive or whether it's, you know, working from home and spending that time really figuring out what what is this emotion? Yeah. That my emotion is telling me to get out of the house and break the monotony. (laughs) You need to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and mine is telling me, man, this is the only day I don't have to drive to Nashville this week. And I am so happy to be here. So, <laughs> again, folks, it's all just based on our right. thoughts. It's right. Uh, all right. If you are looking for coaching, you can certainly find me to coach you through loneliness or any women's empowerment issue at SonyaGreenCoaching.com. And if you would like to coach with me, you can find me through the no BS weight loss program. And I would too, would be happy to coach you, um, on anything that comes up and loneliness is, is a common feeling that is coached on in weight loss as you are developing relationship with yourself. And you can find me either at no BS weight loss program or Instagram, just Judy, J U S T J U D I E. Follow me there. Yeah. And that's, I am at Sonia underscore green coaching. I always forget that Instagram, but you're right. Also, we have had some momentous growth this year for which I have an immense amount of gratitude to our listeners. And so we would ask that you continue to share our podcast with your friends, with people on Instagram or on Facebook that you send us those reviews on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. We have been overwhelmed by our growth this year. It's exciting. It is so exciting. It's um it's quite hard to feel alone, isn't it? (laughs) 
I like the dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So if, if you can share that with somebody, you know, the holidays are a lonely time. Maybe somebody needs to know that, that they don't have to feel lonely, that there is a way out of this. Sure. Yeah, even when you send that sentence though, I'm like, it, holidays are a lonely yeah. time or alone. Yeah. One word, two words or one you decide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's all, it's all a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. So anyway, share those episodes and we will see you next week. Bye.